This is our podcast song. It isn't very long. <laughs> okay. Hi, guys. Hey. Thanks for tuning in to Laughing with Gingers. Get ready to laugh. Laughing with Gingers is the podcast where two feisty redheads with loud laughs share crazy stories. We play games and we just spread silliness and joy everywhere. And we have fun. That is my partner in crime, the amazing Christina Curry, co-host of Laughing with Gingers. And that is Sarah Alpin, pun queen, and also my co-host on Laughing with Gingers. And she's wearing a vote shirt, even though everyone's already voted and it's cracking me up right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it arrived late. (laughs) I know. I know. Everything's arriving late. Nothing's coming in on time. Anyway... So, yes. Today's so, okay. episode is called Ha Ha <laughs> because we're going to be talking about pranks. Okay, I'm super duper gullible and, and so gullible that I don't even go on social media on April 1st because I've been duped. I can't even tell you how many times. Like, I've gotten pulled into so many different things, so many different <laughs> pranks. <laughs> I'm just like super, I just, I trust people way too much. (laughs) And I've gotten pulled into friends announcing they are pregnant. They're getting married. They're moving to Canada. Like it's stupid. I know, I I know better now and I don't, I don't hit up news or social media because I'll get sucked into the news too. Oh my gosh. That is hysterical. Um, I am gullible. But I don't get that's pulled. true. I don't think that's true. Because you're a prankster and you like to play pranks on people. I think you have that brain where you're like, oh, someone's playing a prank on me. Like, I think you already kind of go into it thinking that you're getting pranked. <laughs> Maybe if it's a good one. But if it's dumb, like when someone says they took gullible out of the dictionary, I'll be like, Really? Without thinking it through. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, like, okay, doing the research for this um, episode, I decided to figure out when did April Fool's Day start? Like, why and how did that start? And I found an answer. It's one of my favorite holidays, by the way. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like not surprising at all. Um, do you, so are you someone who's like thinks about pranks uh, building up to April 1st? Like, are you plotting your next prank? Oh, I have not started plotting my next prank. But once it strikes, what I oh. like to do is in what I call a nurture sequence where <laughs> I start embedding a little bit of the prank into like every day and then once it culminates in whatever happens on april 1st then everybody just totally believes it (laughs) oh my god you're oh my god it's like that um that episode in the office where jim puts a nickel in dwight's phone every day for like a month and then takes them all out all at once on the same day and he smacks himself in the face with the phone that would totally be something I would do. <laughs> it's the long con. <laughs> oh my God. Those are my favorite. Like 
It will give me so much joy every single day leading up to it, knowing that that's coming. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, here's why I can't pull pranks is because I, I, I can't, I can't keep a secret if I'm like excited about it. I mean, obviously if it's a serious secret, but like when we're surprising friends with other friends showing up or something, I get too excited and I end up somehow spilling the beans. Like I just, and I would be like wanting to warn that person, you know, there's like nickels being put into your phone every day, just so you know, like I wouldn't be able to handle it. So if you're doing a long con, Sarah, don't tell me because I can't handle it. I would not be able to keep it in. Don't, don't pull me into that prank. I am, I'm not your Pam. <laughs> I will not pull you into my orbit on any pranks. Thank you for notifying me because that is totally something I would try to do given that we have a Laughing with Ginger's podcast together. I know. Maybe I could, but like maybe I couldn't also. Just know there's a 50-50 chance I might ruin it. <laughs> like a 50-50-90 oh rule? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So on April 1st, 1700, English pranksters begin popularizing the annual tradition of April Fool's Day by playing practical jokes on each other. Although the day, also called All Fool's Day, has been celebrated for several centuries by different cultures, its actual origins definitely remain a mystery. So some historians speculate that April Fool's Day dates all the way back to 1582 when France switched from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar. Oh, my God. That would be like my dream. Oh, my God. Wait till you hear how they do it. Savings is such a good prank day. Yeah. Okay. So people who are slow to get the news or fail to recognize that the start of the new year had moved to January 1st and continued to celebrate it during the last week of March through April 1st became the butt of jokes and hoaxes. So these pranks included having paper fish placed on their backs and being referred to as April fish said (laughs) to symbolize a young, easily hooked quote unquote fish and a gullible person. Isn't that crazy? Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> I know. I was laughing so hard at that. And of course they said it in French, so it probably sounds really romantic. Um, and then April Fool's Day spread throughout Britain during the 18th century. And in Scotland, the tradition became two-day event, which is your dream, Sarah, starting with the hunting the the gawk in which people were sent on phony errands. Gawk is a word for cuckoo bird, a symbol for a fool. So they'd go hunt this like, you know, a fool. not, yeah, exactly. And followed by tally day, which involved pranks played on people's derrieres, such as pinning fake tails or kick me signs on them. Uh, that's where the kick me sign comes from? I guess so. It kind of sounds like it in Scotland on tally day. <laughs> Oh my. So they like two days this shenanigans is happening. I'd be so stressed out. I would travel there specifically to celebrate this. Yeah. Oh man. Going hunting for the gawk. I mean, I, Christina, I'm just going to put this out there. When we can travel again, I think that's when we break out our European tour. Yeah. Sounds amazing. But you're going to have to keep it zipped. Okay. 
Oh, God. You're going to have to button the lip. It's going to have to be not 50. It will have to be a 0% chance of you totally blowing it. (laughs) So we just surprise. We're broadcasting, you know, a season in Scotland. Don't mind us, guys. (laughs) (laughs) We're just, you know, putting fish on our backs. (laughs) Oh my God, if I didn't love you so much and it would hurt my heart to prank you, (laughs) I'd get you so good. (laughs) Here's what I thought was weird is like they moved the new year to January. Like what they just up and move it. It feels so funny. Well, yeah. I mean, why do we up and move daylight savings time? I don't know. It's so confusing, especially when you're traveling at daylight savings time and trying to work. And you're trying to figure out when am I going to be at this place and where and when is this, you know, webinar happening that I need to be a part. It's so confusing. Well, and then like some states don't observe it. Like Arizona doesn't observe it. I know. Aren't there some sections in states too that do and don't observe it? So you can like flow ebb in and out of different time zones in like 10 minutes. Yeah. And I have personally gotten the business saying this nicely, clearly I was not pleased to get the business about this. When I said something was in EST and it was in EDT. Oh, I got that too. Nobody even knew about that before. Come on. I know. I I got the beef. I wonder if we got it from the same person. I don't think so. She messaged me very nicely and said, I really hate when people are wrong, so I just wanted to let you know about it. Ew. It was very nice, but that was the message. <laughs> I just don't – like, it's not – I mean, yeah, it technically is wrong, but, like, hardly anyone is going to notice or care about that. And it's such a small window that it changes too, right? Yeah, I mean – So speaking of, do you want to know about me with daylight savings? Yeah. Okay. Lay it on me, lady. So growing up, whenever it was daylight savings, I would move the clocks in the wrong direction an hour. (laughs) Your poor mom. The whole house while everyone was asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Your poor mom. My dad would get up and he would change all the clocks and then they would just be back to normal time and not on daylight savings. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, it's terrible. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's really funny. You know, my mom gave me a high rating as a child. I don't know what she was thinking. (laughs) She wasn't. She wasn't. Okay, so listen to this story in the 1400s. I'm going to start telling you pranks throughout the history, speaking of pranks, because this is our episode. I love this. I love this almost as much as puns. (laughs) That makes sense. Okay, so 1400s, this this, um, particular prank is called a movable feast. So Thomas Betson, you might get ideas from this stuff. I'm taking notes. Okay, so Thomas Betson, a prankster monk, <laughs> which put that on your business card. <laughs> oh my God, that is the greatest thing. They should make a movie about him. That's a pretty good tagline. He's a What's prankster his name monk. Again, Thomas Betson, B E T S O N. 
I mean, I might have to start making fake Thomas Betson business cards. Yeah, he's a prankster monk. <laughs> that is the best thing I've ever heard. It's a good title. It's a good title. All so of he- you out there should be aspiring to this. Prankster monk. First, Melting maybe become a monk. Be impressed. Go ahead. <laughs> so he allegedly pulled off one of the earliest documented practical jokes when he hid a beetle inside of a hollowed out apple and fooled all his fellow monks into believing that the mysteriously rocking apple was possessed. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> oh my gosh, she she. <laughs> I think for the first time ever, Sarah's like speechless and can't be more excited. <laughs> She's like <laughs> about to burst. I don't even know how to describe it. She's like, bah! <laughs> She's a movable feast. <laughs> it's a good prank. <laughs> your microphone is definitely squashing your volume. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm out of range. <laughs> you are, you definitely broke a window or two. I am turning very red. Also, like, it would be kind of um, funny if they bit into the apple, too. That's what I expected. So, I know that's what I expect, too. But until so you, mm-hmm, his way was funnier. Oh my God, that's so good. But it's a, oh. it's a pretty clever tr- prank. I, man, I aspire. He Can I apprentice with his ghost? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine, like, seeing that apple moving around. And I would seriously believe it. I would be, I would be in it. I would get tricked. How big was that app or beetle? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Does it have to be super big? I don't know. I don't know. It's got to move an apple. So did he? Ho- how much of the apple did he hollow out to put the beetle in? How juicy was this apple? Oh yeah, I bet you he'd have to hollow it out pretty, like a lot. Like you can't leave like an inch inside around. There's no way a beetle could move that unless it's a giant beetle and you really irritate it. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's it, super true. Like a giant dung beetle that's like flying. Oh my god, dung beetles are like the craziest things, right? Oh they literally god. take shit and roll it up into a ball to just like deal with poop. Like they're like the garbage men of bugs, and they're really cute. <laughs> I know, I know. They're like, yeah, they're like kind of heroes. Look, uh, they're taking the waste that no one else wants to deal with and dealing with it. Yeah, they're like the sea cucumber. What does the sea cucumber do? It takes the bad water and then it like filters it and then leaves everything better as it goes by. How magical is that? But they're not very attractive. And unfortunately, a lot of times fish move into their anuses. Uh, what? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean move in like? Move in and like set up shop, and they're like, This is my home now. Your anus. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? A- you have got to elaborate on that. That is weird. 
That's all I remember from marine biology. <laughs> we have, oh. We've gone to the end of my knowledge on this. If anyone knows anything about the sea cucumber and its anus, other than the fact that when it gets scared, sometimes it expels its anus out into the water to try to scare away anything that is trying to attack it or potentially eat it. If you know anything other than that about the sea cucumber's anus, let us know. Wait, it expels its anus? Does it get it back? I feel like I, for some reason, I recall that it doesn't, but that doesn't seem like it makes sense. I mean, a bee stings and it loses its stinger, but also don't the sea cucumbers need their anus for like normal life operations? Yeah. I mean, does it? That's weird. Let's move on. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll learn more about the sea cucumber and share it with you all in the next episode. Yeah. Deep dive sea cucumber. (laughs) All right. So this one's called Lunar Life from 1835. Deep dive the sea cucumber. Oh, dang it. That was a good one. I didn't even realize I did it. Sometimes those are the best. Meanwhile, we are on video together. So she sees me freaking out and laughing so I hard. I get it. And doing like the drum solo, like ba-boom, ching. And <laughs> he's still like just trying to be professional and read on the Laughing with Gingers podcast. <laughs> God, I know. What am I doing with my life? Oh, man. Because I can see you. All right. Lunar Life, 1835. The Great Moon Hoax is the first big media trick. Do you know what this is, Sarah? This sounds familiar. So the New York Sun prints an article claiming that astronomers have discovered life on the moon. More articles appear over the next few weeks, and the country is gripped by moon fever. I don't remember it, but this happened in 1835, so. I feel like we studied that. Because it went into Orson Welles, um, like it was another one of those things, like where the War of the Worlds. That one's my next one. Okay, so I think so, that like that was the precursor. So I, I think, but I, by a hundred years. Yeah. So yeah. I did study this in. School. Oh, okay. In pun school, or I mean, in in prankster school. <laughs> I mean, of course, this is the one freaking thing I remember from. <laughs> That and the cucumber anus. Let's go. <laughs> like, this is the stuff I need to be learning about. <laughs> this is okay, totally so, yeah. what they so asked on the court. That happened in 1835. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the extra credit, like the bonus at the end. Like, do <laughs> animals hibernate and hang out and, and see cucumber anuses? True or false? <laughs> <laughs> okay so lunar life happened in 1835 then it almost like 100 years later in 1938 it was orson wells radio broadcast of the war of the worlds convinces convinces millions of listeners that earth is under attack by aliens many flee their home pray houses of work pray in houses of worship and eventually curse wells's name that's really like like, I, I don't know if I listened to a podcast or read an article about it, but it's really kind of interesting how involved his broadcast was. I would have been totally duped. It I would have been scared. 
It was so good. We had to read the transcript in class. Oh, what kind of class is this? Seriously. (laughs) Is it like communication school or something? Oh, it was history. That's weird. I was learning about founding fathers and like European wars and bullshit like that in Texas history. I mean, here's the thing. When you're a good teacher, you deliver what you taught it. You taught this. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Um, Spoiler alert. I used to teach high school and the vote shirt that I am wearing was designed by one of my former students. And I am very, very proud. Shout out to Rain Bow with an E on the end. No W. Um, Oh, like O-E, like Mm B-O-E. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. Yeah. Um, Awesome. Awesome. She's beaming right now, you guys. Yeah. She's just like so proud and beaming. That's sweet. You're a nice teacher. I mean, I really loved all of my students, but I did not teach this. Um, But we also study. Oh, sorry. Wrong tangent, but I am going to go back to this. So if you want the students to really enjoy the boring content, you have to give them something that that speaks to them on their level. So when I, another history teacher that I had, we studied, um, we didn't start the fire Mm. and each person got a line and they had to read the history of it and do a report on that line. And I had children of the mitamide. Oh yeah. Oh my God. So I also have weird random knowledge about that still, because that was like such an interesting report. Like, how cool is that? That is like a really cool idea. Cause it, cause they just say all the history things that happened. Yeah. And that actually might be where this, it might've been the same teacher that did. I, I can't remember. I specifically remember having to look up the minimide in a physical book, which is oh, not an easy thing to spell. So that's not, uh, I remember doing research in the library with books and the, you know, index cards and like we, there was no computers to research. Like how crazy is that? Yeah. How did I figure things out back then? Oh my God. Remember when your teacher used to always say, this is like the bane of my existence. They would say, if you couldn't spell it to look it up in the dictionary, Oh, right. Yeah. Well, if I can't spell it, I can't figure out how to look it up in the dictionary. So I would spend like forever. I'd be like, I think this starts with a W-H. I know. And then it's like. A W-A. <laughs> yeah. Or like. A Q. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would always ask up- the librarian. <laughs> yeah. I tried everything and I, I remember spending like whole periods trying to look something up in the dictionary and then giving up and being like, F this. Yeah. Go home so and crazy. ask my mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh man. That's so weird to think that we didn't have computers then. I mean, I had a computer at home with dial up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm slightly older than you. We didn't get a computer with internet until I was like in high school, I think. Uh, We got it way earlier than you. (coughs) Oh my God, sorry. Bless you. (laughs) 
Ooh, thank you. <laughs> Good thing we're not recording audio. <laughs> I, you know what? As it was happening, I'm like, should I mute myself? But like, you can hardly think while you're sneezing. <laughs> okay. All right. So 1957, pasta plants. Ah, sounds delicious. Pasta plants? Yeah. BBC, like, yeah, pasta plants, like plants that grow pasta. A BBC News documentary about the Swiss spaghetti harvest depicts farmers pulling strands of spaghetti from trees. The network is um, inundated with callers asking where they can buy a spaghetti tree. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's like when you used to take a sesame seed off of anything that had sesame seed and then plant it and say, do you think my hamburger will grow? Mm -hmm. Ah! (laughs) I want a pasta plant, too. (laughs) Okay, so my first question was going to be what type of pasta was it growing? Penne, fusilli, and then you said spaghetti. Yeah, it's spaghetti. I wonder if we can drape it like tinsel (laughs) that's how I picture it but like I don't uh, oh my god there's a photo everyone we're gonna have to post a photo on our Instagram it's literally like draped that is hysterical it's really funny I wonder if it was dried out or if it was well if it's draped it it might be not dried out because it gets sticky no. Like if oh, it- well, if you make homemade pasta, which I make homemade pasta a lot. I love it. It before you boil it, it it can like it's like dry. It's like you it's not sticky at all. Yeah, cuz it has all the flour and stuff. I yeah. Mean- and then you could just like drape it in the tree and it'll like dry out like that. I'm having another glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> All this spaghetti tree talk. <laughs> I know, right? It's a, a nice um, Rioja. Ooh. I'm fancy. We have a studio audience. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting with a dog and a cat. <laughs> That's our live studio audience. And they're stretching. Both of them were stretching at the same time in the background. It was adorable. Also, there's a second cat somewhere. Pretty sure she's under the bed. So we might have a live studio audience of three. We're moving up in the moving world. Moving on up, moving on up. To, to the, the east, east coast. Side. <laughs> to the east coast. <laughs> okay, so let's take a break on that note now that you sang. Yeah, now that I finally sang what everyone was waiting for. <laughs> I was literally sitting at the edge of my seat this whole time waiting for that to happen. I also danced. So, you know, it, it is. She does shimmy shimmy. Oh, yeah. All right. We will be right back on Laughing with Gingers. Hold the phones, guys. <laughs> and we are back on Laughing with Gingers. I am Sarah Alipin, and you're about to hear the voice of the beautiful, lovely, talented Christina Curry. La 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 la. Oh, I'm not a singer. Voice, beautiful. That's not a thing. Beautiful. <laughs> um, can you tell I was watching Star Wars? Goodness gracious, what is that voice? <laughs> I don't know. Is that in Star Wars? I think that might be my Star Wars voice. Who says that? I'm. 
like an alien. I would be like oh. one of the weird alien creatures, <laughs> not like a humanoid. <laughs> oh my god, what alien would you be? I don't know, but we are taking monk. Prankster monk. That needs to be your like name when you're like you know a trucker on the road and you're like breaker breaker this is prankster monk <laughs> oh my god that is my cv call tag from now on yes yes oh, oh my, god. my god first of all i can't believe you teed me up for something i knew the name of second of all i can't believe i knew the name of that type of radio and that it's a call sign <laughs> yeah i'm kind of impressed I think I like for an abnormal amount of time, I think about like participating on the CB, whatever radio, CB radio, um, when I'm out traveling, like, I just want to be a part of that conversation that's going on in the trucker life. And I think that that's not normal. I was traveling with my friend and we were talking about it. And I was like pretending that I was on the radio saying all kinds of stuff. And she downloaded an app and was like, okay, let's figure it out. But we couldn't, we couldn't figure it out. But she was like kind of like in shock that that was even a thing that's in my head that I want to do. <laughs> I, um, I know my name too. I it's, it's strawberry shortcake. <laughs> <laughs> so laughing with gingers appropriate. I know when we're when we're traveling, Sarah, for laughing with gingers, we're gonna figure that out. We're gonna figure out if there's an app we can do this on. Oh my God. Why not take it one step further and just get a CV radio? Uh, yeah. And have it in the dashboard just on and we can play with it. Because <laughs> there's something about pushing that button and holding that mic. I know. I love it so much. I think it spawned for my like airport days when I worked at the, for an airline and we got to be on like the radio because I oh would my- goof off way too much. You know that for... Okay, we are going down a total deep hole here because I have two things that I need to tell you. First of all, my dad was a race car driver in his early years of life. What? (laughs) Vroom, vroom. So he actually had a CB radio in our car. And he would call like on Thanksgiving or something when we were driving up to my grandma's house. Mm -hmm. He would like call and find out where the police were. Oh, and so like more in the truckers too. Ooh. So I actually that's helpful experience in this. Oh it's like oh way, god, oh but way old school. Way. Um, oh my god, I'm so excited. And um <laughs> oh my god. I have old school walkie-talkies that I use when I photograph weddings for my wedding photography business. Mm-hmm. And like, so it basically, it's an IUD, like a inner ear device. It's an yeah. IE. Inner ear device, IED. Yeah. Um, so it looks like we're part of like the secret service because it's like Ooh, a yeah. thing. And the walkie talkie like hangs here. So you just like push this button here to talk into it. It so hangs on of, your body somewhere. It, she pointed to her armpit. Oh, yeah. Like back behind on the camera oh. strap on the back. Mm. Like so it's, it's like on my shoulder blade. So mm. you're essentially pushing a button here, but it kind of looks by your chin. Like She's talking. doing it by your chin, everyone. 
thank you, Christina, because <laughs> I am not doing a good job of this. I'm just too excited to tell you. <laughs> so it looks like you're holding and talking into your sleeve when you actually have a sleeve. Oh, like the secret service. <laughs> Because that's not what they actually do. They do the same thing that we do. The mic is right here. By your chin. Yeah, by your chin. It's on the front side of the camera strap because you don't want to accidentally push like the alarm button or something. That's why it's on your back. Mm. Um, But when we go on the road, I am Mm. bringing those and you and I are going to play games and pranks. Yes. Yes. I am on board. And that is what I told you that I was going to tell you about. Okay. Yes. You had a story and I derailed us with my excitement of wanting to talk with truckers. I mean, look, I get it. It sounds fun. We would annoy them so bad. I'm sure. But I want to know the. I want to know like what's happening. Like we passed a, a wreck and I was like, oh my God, I hope they're okay. I wonder what's going on. And it was like a five hour delay for the people on the other side. It was a real bad wreck. And I just wanted to get on the CV radio and like ask what's happening. What's up? I mean, you, it seems like that would be an, a plug-in for Waze. Just putting that out there. Google who owns Waze. Oh yeah. Waze. You should do that. What's their CEO's name? Parker knew it. You read mm. something about it. I don't know. I want to say Sirhan Sirhan, who was the guy that attempted to assassinate Reagan. <laughs> uh, we're in territory that I don't know anything in, about anything. <laughs> it's not that. It's something else. But it's, it's what I hear whenever anyone says it. Those are like the same names, though. <laughs> it is the same name twice. That oh. is his name. Oh, that's weird. We'll go into All right, that. tell your story. I want to hear your story. Yeah, we'll do that another time. So, okay. So when I was a teacher, mm-hmm. I taught, um, I actually wrote the curriculum for um, the country for, <laughs> way to toot my own horn here, for digital photography because they didn't allow digital photography into schools for like a significant amount of time. They still, I mean, I taught darkroom too, mm-hmm. but- I wrote the curriculum for digital photography. And so they like had me pilot all of these things. Mm -hmm. One of the things they had me pilot was you could, as your students were all in their computers, you could take their computer over in various types of ways. So I could like put something up on their screen that said eyes up front and lock their computer. Oh, I know that. That used to happen to me in school. Okay. So, um, I had this one student who was really obsessed with ghost stories and that was like his, um, his AP thesis. So he was like photographing places that were like supposedly haunted and stuff. And he wasn't paying attention one day. And it was like the only day that he wasn't paying attention. But of course I was like, I got to get him. Yeah. So I took over his computer. He didn't notice. And so then I, because I could do like the white equivalent. What'd you say? I think we got a little off. I said you got frozen a little bit. Uh, Okay. Well, we're back now, I think. Yeah. Okay. So I I took over his computer and I was just like moving his mouse around and stuff. Um, And he didn't know. (laughs) So then I did what is essentially the equivalent of, and I think this actually was Zoom software, um, but um, the the Zoom whiteboard, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. But without the student like seeing a whiteboard. So I could just write on the screen. <gasps> oh, my God. So I went into the spray paint thing and they he couldn't see any of this happening. He just had now at this point turned around and seen that um, that like his mouse wasn't working. It was just like doing uh-huh. it wasn't connecting. So I went into the spray paint thing. I chose red and I wrote huge on the screen. Boo, super fast. And he went, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I thought you were going to say you wrote red rum. No, he was editing like a haunted. Pl- oh, I, I don't know if the kids would have gotten the red rum thing. No, boo was way to go. You did so good. Also, it's so you can write boo really fast. Yeah. Red rum's harder. Yeah. Okay, so this <laughs> next prank is from 1959, and it's called Beastly Indecency. <laughs> Beastly um, Indecency? Mm-hmm. Christina, are you about to tell me some bestiality stuff? Because I don't think our podcast is at that level of explicit. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> okay. Prankster extraordinaire Alan Abel dreams of a campaign calling for animals to wear clothing and the Society for Indecency to Naked Animals is born. Spokesperson G. Clifford. Wait, is this a joke? Um, the whole episode is about pranks, Sarah. (laughs) 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 Of course it's a joke. It sounded so serious. You totally got me. Okay, well, wait for it because it feels serious. So, okay, spokesperson G. Clifford Prout appears on Today, the show Today, to promote the group's catchy slogan, a nude horse is a rude horse. (laughs) Eventually, 50,000 concerned citizens sign its petition and even Walter Cronkite gets hoodwinked until it's discovered that Prout is actually comedian Buck Henry. Oh my God. I know. It sounds so so serious. That is so, so good. A nude horse is a rude horse. I mean, when my dog poops, it's uncomfortable to watch. Oh, what about when they look at you and the eyes are doing it? Like they look up at you as they're peeing and pooping. You're like, "Mm." every time, like I'm supposed to say, good job, bud. And yeah. I do every time. Mm-hmm. Good job. Good All job muscles. pooping. You can like see each muscle squeeze. I know. It's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> like I shouldn't. This isn't decent. I shouldn't be watching. I know. God, I love him. But oh, he's so gross. <laughs> well, it was really funny is my two boys would every now and then pretty frequently actually poop at the same time. Oh, a double poop. Yeah. It was great because I didn't have to get a second bag. But it was always a little creepy. I'm like, did they like plan this? It happened quite often. You're lucky. I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess. Okay, this next prank I remember. So you might remember too. It's from 1996. I'm going to, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say the title and then maybe try and guess. It's called A New Bell. Okay, this sounds familiar. Yeah, I bet you're going to recognize. Okay. 
the first two were Taco Bell announces it has bought the Liberty Bell and it's renaming it the Taco Liberty Bell. Outreach citizens complain to the Independence National Historical Park in Philadelphia where the bell is housed. Do you remember this? Yes, because I lived only 45 <laughs> minutes from Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It was such a thing. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I remember how angry people were and like, this is terrible. I wonder if like it hurt. There's their like brand or was not hurt. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. We didn't have a Taco Bell in our town until that happened. And then we oh, got it definitely and helped it, them. It seemed to be. I mean, granted, I grew up with cow pastures and there was a burrow farm next door, but <laughs> Taco Bells aren't coming up <laughs> very frequently in rural. We had a chili like that. and that was like, whoa, yeah. Yeah. Listen, I would. Okay. You know how things become like famous, like the Liberty Bell or the Mona Lisa or like David, the Sagittarius. And you think of it in your head as one thing. And then when you get there, it's never that thing. Like the Mona Lisa is so goddamn tiny. It's so little. And on top of it, in the Louvre, when they put it up, they put it up with these gigantic paintings so it's it looks even freaking tall or smaller well and then the liberty bell to me was not impressive when i saw it i was like "Mm, it's a it's a bell i I felt like i would have huh i think we were allowed to touch the liberty bell the first time i saw it i don't know i don't think i was allowed to touch it and then I what? saw it at a very young age. We were not. Far. I did too. I just remember not being impressed and being like, mm, okay. And then when I saw the statue of David, it is giant. It's so big that it, it actually so looks like it's fake. Like, okay. So back to Mona It does Lisa seem fake. Very mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. First of all, we should have been prepared. He carried that around in his little like artist pack that mm. he carried for like years and years and years. We all should have expected it to be small. I don't know why none of us did, but we did yeah. expect it to be big. And then they put it on that huge wall. That's yeah. the problem. That with those other big paintings. But there's nothing on that wall with it. There's just big paintings. There is on- when I was there. Oh, really? I've been there a couple times. Yeah, maybe I'm remembering it wrong. But I remember seeing like really big paintings around it. Yeah, so it's like on a wall that's kind of floating in the middle of a gallery. I don't remember it like that. And there's bulletproof glass in front of it. That I do remember. Um, which is because of the Night Watchmen getting attacked, which is in Amsterdam. Uh, the Night Watchmen. Yeah. That is a giant painting. Oh, I haven't seen that one. That is like the whole side of my house. See, that's what's so crazy is you have this like opinion of what things are in your head, like this like thing. And then in reality, it's just not that. And it goes back to us talking about how we haven't met a lot of people that we've come close to on Zoom, but in During real life, the pandemic. Yeah. 
And then in real life, when we do meet them, they're inevitably going to be shorter or taller than we think they are. So this is a thing I've been saying to Christina for a really long time, and I will share it with everyone else. The crazy thing to me about meeting people on Zoom and then seeing them in real life is that we're all looking at our computers at eye level, slightly below, slightly above. But we don't actually have like a reference to how tall anyone else is. So when I meet people and they're super tall, like our friend Dylan Brody, I was like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm, He's -hmm. like six foot five, like so tall. And I Mm -hmm. had no idea. It's so bananas. Same same with Parker, who was on um, our Google episode, which I don't remember the name of, but um, you can you Googleize it if you want. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So but it's so crazy because some people are like so short, so tall, like you just don't know because Mm -hmm. Zoom, it's just at eye level. So it literally levels the playing field. Oh, that was good. Oh, (laughs) okay. All right. 1997, Killer Compound. Bum, bum, bum. Okay. The chemical compound <laughs> DHMO is colorless, odorless, you know where I'm going, and kills thousands of people every year through accidental inhalation, reads a widely circulated email calling for a ban. Furthermore, it's now a major component of acid rain and is found in almost every stream, lake, and reservoir in America. Oh my God, I remember this. Yeah. One California town becomes so alarmed that residents debate banning foam cups, which are shown to contain DHMO. They nix the idea upon learning that DHMO is actually water. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I would have fallen for that. It sounds scientific and I would have, I would have been right there with them. I mean, I get it. Also styrofoam cups are bad. I wrote, that's another one of the things I wrote about to our senators and congressmen about getting those banned. Yeah, they should. They should have just kept going with the banning just because it's not killing you. Doesn't mean you shouldn't continue to do it. Yeah. Well, if you microwave it, Mm, yeah, no bueno. Yeah, it's not good. Um, just for the record, I was talking about in like fourth grade and fifth grade when you have to write to your congressman or senator about something controversial. <laughs> I, I never had talking, to do that. I was not talking about anything recent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. My face is really shiny. <laughs> I think Anywho, sorry, I just got beautiful. distracted. Thanks. Beautiful face. Luminous. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Okay. 1998, one year later, it's called Burger Switcheroo. I don't remember this and I'm surprised I don't remember this, but Burger King introduces a new item to its menu. The left-handed Whopper, specially designed for those Southpaws out there. According to the company, the new Whopper includes the same ingredients as the original version, but all the condiments are rotated 180 degrees. <laughs> that shit cracks me up. I remember this because I'm a lefty. Yeah, see, my mom and brother are lefties, and so I'm kind of surprised they don't remember this. I mean, maybe they hit it from Did you go you. buy a left-handed Whopper, Sarah? I was a vegetarian by that point. It cut out. Did Oh yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. I am no longer Um, a vegetarian. I will not stake a claim on that. 
Mm-hmm. That story we will tell you later. Someone remind us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. And so a, um, a newer ish prank, 2008 political prank ending on a political note, get out and vote. Oh, <laughs> she just like, like spread open her sweatshirt and popped out her chest at me. Vote. Like I was a flasher in a trench coat. Just mm-hmm, <laughs> clear. Mm-hmm. But with clothes on. You can see all of this on our Patreon, by the way, if you've got <sighs> an extra three bucks to spare per month. Stripping gingers. <laughs> okay. Days before the U.S. presidential election, the Canadian disc jockey is able to reach vice presidential candidate Sarah Palin by phone and convince her that he is a French president, Nicolas Sarkozy. Palin fails to pick up on any of the hints that this conversation is a joke, even when he says with an exaggerated Pepe Le Pew style accent, from my house, they can see Belgium. <laughs> Do you remember this? Yes. Oh, man. I don't remember this. I was in D.C. by that point. I know. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure she probably heard about this. Poor also, Sarah Palin. I was dating Philippe by this point, my Canadian husband. <laughs> oh, so he definitely heard about it. And one of my very favorite, I know this is a weird Simpsons line, but I love is getting cozy with Sarkozy when he answers the phone. <laughs> That's great. Well, okay, so there was a prank that some Austin uh, disc jockeys pulled on Ellen. And it was, um, they called in, it was a character that they did on their show. And they called in to Ellen as his grandma. And she had, she was a super funny grandma. The one line that I remember the most is, she loves Jesus, but she drinks a little. <laughs> <laughs> And it went on like Ellen loved her, fell in love with her because she's a fun, loving grandma. And um, I think she called in like two or three times before they realized it was fake and that she wasn't actually real. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's a really funny character, though. Like the way she talks, she's she says she's from Texas and she has this like grandma southern accent she's like honey i i love jesus but i drink a little (laughs) (laughs) to remind you all christina is from texas yeah yeah so that like buzzed around our town when that happened we our local disc jockeys totally tricked ellen to generous and her show and her producers like how did they not background check that you know that is so funny yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Remember those prank shows that they used to do on radio? This is this is a topic that we should eventually cover. The prank shows that they used to do where they would try to catch people cheating. What? The prank show? Oh, like. Where they'd be like, hey, we have free flowers. You can send to like whoever you want. Who do you want to send them to? Oh, what? We should do that. Oh, my gosh. I bet there's, I mean, we should also maybe do dating games. Oh, like what? Explain that. Oh, like the dating game shows. Like. There got to um, be like pranks and funny things on there. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Like, dear John, did you did you listen to that podcast? 
No, but it's in my uh, thingy. He was on a dating show. And oh, is it was... uh, Rodney Alcala? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm the date the he was the dating game serial killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Not that long podcast. Not that I'm a murderino or anything. Ah! <laughs> totally. All these podcasts are getting mixed up in my brain. I have a ton of weird in- knowledge. Have you seen Shit Town? You mean Are we not seen? Listen. <laughs> So I listened to the beginning of it. The problem is that their accents are so heavy that I have to like actually fully pay attention. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. I can get it. Like I understand it right away. Yeah. Usually I have to like if I'm editing photos, I'll get distracted and then I'm like, crap, I have to go back like five minutes. Mm, Yeah. I think I translate a little for Jennifer when we were listening to my roommate slash um, BFF. Oh, yeah. Jennifer Fallman. Ah, <laughs> are we still in fall? Shouldn't she be winter man by this point? Well, technically winter starts on December 21st, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. She's still fall man. Uh, she can be winter man if she wants. She's definitely in winter right now. She is up in Michigan and it is cold AF. She took tipsy mango, that camper mm-hmm. we told you all mm-hmm. about a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I it's still think she needed tipsy mango so that she could cart us around when we go on tour, but mm-hmm. you know. it's going to happen. <laughs> Shout out to, uh, what is she? Baby J dreams something. Yeah. Yeah. Baby J, baby J dreams. Yeah. You can follow along on her journey on Instagram. It's super fun. He's super cute. Um, uh, all right. Well, that's all. That's all I got. Yeah, and I don't have a game this week because I'm not fucking prepared. <laughs> so, hey, everyone out there. Thank you for joining us on Laughing with Gingers. We love you all. And we're <laughs> so happy that you listen to our silly podcast that hopefully brings you joy. But if not, then I don't know why you're still here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you may need to uh, reevaluate what you're doing. <laughs> you spend your time (laughs) (laughs) laughing with gingers is the podcast where two feisty redheads who happen to have very very loud laughs whose microphones are now censoring it slightly um love to share crazy stories play games and spread silliness and joy follow us on instagram at laughing with gingers and we'll post some of the pictures we talked about today on our instagram including our studio audience Ah, oh, I should. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also submit funny stories, episode ideas, or just general fun. We love to hear from you all. It is so much fun when you slide into our DMs or drop into our inbox. So feel free. It makes it brings us so much joy. So um, we're laughing with gingers at gmail.com. And you can also support us on Patreon to get access to all kinds of goodies, uh, including merch. We have different membership levels. So check us out at patreon.com slash laughingwithgingers. And uh, you can get to watch these videos, including all of the miming that I did and the fact that Christina is currently taking a picture of our (laughs) studio audience. (laughs)
Yep, that's happening. They're so cute. I had to get it real fast. Ah, this is the third picture she's taken while we've been on this call. Uh, <laughs> so you get all of that fun stuff, plus bonus content. Um, and all, just lots of fun. Plus, we just appreciate you so much. Shout out to our first Patreon ever. I, you know... She's got some company now, but Tara from The Scary Movie Project, which awesome podcast that you should totally listen to. And she's just a lovely human. So, yes. Tune into Laughing with Gingers next week for more good times. Bye. Bye. Audio Podcast Network.